Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Welcome, it's me, Katie Patrick, and I'm joined by this character over here, Mr. David Fiorazzo. Two thumbs up today. Just a reminder that if you want to support the work of this show or any of our other programs, Ooh. consider getting yourself some uh, nice swag. Ah. Visit freedomproject.com slash store to get yourself a mug, a shirt, a hoodie, all of the goodies. And again, just go to freedomproject.com slash store. Wow. Ooh. All right, friends. It's once again that special time to check in with our old friend Alex Newman. Mr. Newman, what do you have for us this week? Thanks, guys. Great to be here. And yeah, the, the new data coming out of the CDC is atrocious. Uh, it shows that uh, our teen girls in particular, but our young people all across this country are just drowning in horror, uh, sadness, despair, hopelessness, and suicidal thoughts. Uh, it, it's almost hard to believe this data. I mean, the, the CDC claims they collected it. But here, here are some of the highlights. Uh, almost six out of 10 girls reported, uh, teen girls, um, reported feeling persistently sad or hopeless. And about one in three seriously considered killing themselves. This is uh, the latest data from 2021, released recently by the CDC. Uh, for boys, it wasn't quite as bad, but again, same trend, uh, skyrocketing upwards. This all comes from the uh, Youth Risk Behavior Survey that the CDC puts out. Now, uh, I, I think this is a very dangerous survey. There's a lot of reasons we've exposed it uh, here at the Newman Report before. Uh, they ask really bizarre questions that kind of get kids thinking that it's normal to have, uh, you know, multiple sexual partners and do a bunch of drugs and think about killing yourself. Uh, they, you know, it kind of plants these seeds in their mind. But um, I mean, let, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt for a little bit and say that these are true. Uh, according to the CDC, this, uh, this survey showed that teen girls are reporting the high highest levels of sexual violence, sadness, and hopelessness that the agency has ever recorded. Uh, three out of every five girls are now reporting persistent sadness and hopelessness, and that figure is up 60% from just a decade ago. Uh, on the suicide front, there is some really alarming data as well. 30% of teen girls in America seriously considered suicide in 2021. Again, that's up almost 60% from uh, just over a decade ago. Uh, more than 10%, actually 14% of girls have actually reported attempting suicide in 2021. So more than one out of 10 girls, that's a surge of more than 30% since these surveys began uh, 10 years ago. Uh, on the sexual front, uh, similar horrors, almost one in five teen girls reported experiencing sexual violence just over the preceding year. Uh, that's up 20 percent from 2017. Also, more than 10 percent of teen girls reported having been forced to have sex. That's up more than 25 percent from two years ago. Uh, folks, this is just absolutely incredible. Imagine more than one out of 10 teen girls uh, being raped. OK, um, more than one in five. So experiencing some sort of sexual violence, folks. Uh, this is out of control. It's crazy. Uh, the CDC's data shows that uh, teens who identify as LGBTQ plus alphabet uh, were even worse off than others. Uh, according to the CDC, almost half of all the LGBTQ plus identifying students seriously considered attempting suicide. Nearly one in four attempted suicide and nearly three in four reported persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness, which uh, goes along with other data, right? Uh, LGBTism is highly correlated with uh, mental issues. 
right? Uh, and uh, encouraging that seems like a, a bad idea, right? It, I, I compare it to, uh, you know, would you tell a girl who's anorexic or bulimic, would you entertain these delusions and say, no, honey, you really are uh, terribly obese. We should go get you some liposuction, right? That would be cruel and unusual. And yet that's exactly what the CDC proposes doing to deal with this. Uh, they, they have all these proposed schemes. They say, if we just have more LGBT propaganda in the schools, they'll feel more included. If we have more mental health services for the kids, read more handouts from taxpayers to the big pharmaceutical companies that brought you, for example, the COVID injections. Um, if we have more extreme sex education to fill the minds of the children with sex thoughts and perversion and confusion, that'll help. Uh, and of course they promote their suicide hotline that uh, as we've talked about here, actually encourages children to think about different genders and, and then refers them to the Trevor Project, one of the most grotesque organizations that you have probably never heard of. Uh, and so really folks, the, the idea that doing more of the same is going to help these teenagers is absolutely insane, right? The reason the teens are in this situation is because we've been pumping their minds and their hearts and their souls full of godlessness, paganism, uh, immorality, perversion, comprehensive sex education, uh, radical Marxist indoctrination, materialism, uh, under the guise of giving them an education in a public school. Uh, these are not an education. In fact, what they do is Hurt, hurt children, as we see from the latest data, right? Uh, adding more of this stuff would be like throwing fuel on a dumpster fire. Uh, obviously, very few Americans still trust the CDC. These are the same shills for Big Pharma that got us into this big mess over the last three years. But folks, this madness uh, is a new phenomenon. We need to understand this. Before the 1980s, kids didn't used to shoot each other. They didn't used to shoot themselves. They didn't used to uh, uh, kill themselves. They didn't used to rape each other, right? These things were practically unheard of in America before the 1980s. That's when the Ten Commandments were taken out and the sex ed went into overdrive. What these kids need is God, truth, and family, not more tax-funded perversion and evil shoved down their throat by the government. Parents, these pyromaniacs should not be posing as firemen. Get your children out of the schools, run from the burning building as quickly as you can, or your children are very likely to end up among these tragic statistics. Well, the trap was set when Georgia police officer Jacob Kersey made a comment on social media about God-ordained natural marriage between one man and one woman. It was a brave thing to do in today's woke, anti-Christian, politically correct cancel culture. Rather than deny his faith, he resigned from his job after he was threatened to be fired. And this 19-year-old says he is now determined to fight for free speech and defend others being forced to hide their beliefs or suffer consequences. I'm David Fiorazzo, and this is Christ and Culture. Religious liberty law firm First Liberty is defending Jacob Kersey, now a former Port Wentworth police officer, and sent a demand letter to the city government asking them to apologize to Kersey for violating his First Amendment rights. So, what happened? Kersey's supervisor told him the department received an anonymous complaint about his social media post when he was off duty January 2nd. Did you get that? He wasn't even on the job. Kersey posted a paraphrase of Ephesians chapter 5 on his personal Facebook page. God designed marriage. Marriage refers to Christ and the church. That's why there's no such thing as homosexual marriage, end quote. 
He was then threatened in an official letter that any future comments on social media would harm Kersey's ability to do his job in a, quote, fair and equitable manner, and he would be unable to perform his duties. What does that mean? Unable to do his job because of his Christian worldview? Well, police major Bradwick Sherrod declared that Kersey offended protected classes by talking about his beliefs and that his objectivity was in question. The letter also warned that Kersey was unlikely to be able to carry out his duties to protect and serve the city's homosexuals and lesbians. There it is. Even though they admitted he hadn't violated any department policy, Kersey realized he was, con he was cornered, targeted, and he decided to quit his job rather than cave. Now, Kersey wants other Christians to be encouraged and protected from discrimination and said that they shouldn't allow themselves to be silenced by people who have no respect for the First Amendment and no respect for the Word of God. He said, if people are afraid to express their faith publicly, you are not truly free, and added this, there's no doubt in my mind that if the city is allowed to sweep this ludicrous incident under the rug, this will happen to another officer. Now, First Liberty is, quote, keeping all our options open while it awaits a response to its letter, and the law firm wants to help the city of Port Wentworth understand its obligation to the U.S. Constitution. Jacob Kersey is concerned about what others, uh, about others being told at their jobs that their faith is hate speech. Why? Because basic biblical teachings are not only offensive today to a godless culture, but deemed hateful and intolerant. He added that, quote, we've already arrived there, and this is going to spread if people don't stand against it. Realizing the fact that we have brothers and sisters around the world suffering severe persecution and being killed even, this mature young man is not comparing his situation to Christian martyrs, but he did challenge other believers and asked, if we aren't willing to stand for truth in the workplace, do we think we would confess our faith when persecution increases? In Matthew chapter 10, 32 and 33, Jesus said this, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Great reminder. Now, if you are ever faced with the opportunity to take a stand in this pivotal moment in our culture, remember God has you here for such a time as this. Your voice and your faith will inspire others. Now, you may be wondering, by the way, about Jacob Kersey's career. Apparently, police departments from different uh, places in the country have been contacting him about coming to work for them. Well done, young man. Pray for him and for countless others who have gone through similar situations when their religious freedom was threatened. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company.
this is my voice one week on <laughs> So this is a great idea. And if you are able to and don't have too much like voice dysphoria in order to record yourself, you'll I'm notice the differences that happen because sometimes you can't really tell unless you unless you hear it like this. That is changing. And you know, the timeline's gonna be different for everyone. Oh, look at you with the top surgery. That's amazing. You look great. <laughs> yeah, no lifting Whoa. the arms above your shoulders for six I'm weeks. Disaster, and this is my voice. Your voice sounds great. Three months, wow. So again, if it's not there at three months, don't worry, we'll I'm get there. Disaster, and this oh, is my dude. Okay, so what we just saw was a biological woman posting about how her voice was changing after months of testosterone. And the affirming doctor is A.J. Eckert, Connecticut's first non-binary trans doctor. So in other words, you have one biological woman encouraging other women to cut their breasts off and take life-altering drugs. Whatever happened to the Hippocratic Oath? Apparently, we've transitioned away from that. Well, since we're off and running, let's take a little time to find out what other stories are trending left. And we start with a woman who is clearly not white because as she claims, white supremacy is everywhere. And by hawking a loogie every time she speaks about it, <coughs> lives may be saved or something or other. Now cover your food, people, because here we go. I say white to remind people that white supremacy is everywhere. Because in order for true equality to happen, white supremacy has to be dismantled. And a lot of people are not even aware of their use of whiteness unless someone like me points it out by calling it white. So that's why I say white to raise your awareness because it's so ingrained in you, you may not realize it. And maybe next time when you're about to do the very same thing, my annoying white will ring in your ear and stop you. So you're welcome. No, thank you. No, thank you. But the hits just keep on coming for us. Oh, I, <coughs> I can't even do it. Heterosexual women, because apparently if you're taken back by someone calling you a cisgendered or straight woman, that's because you are part of the white, oh, sorry, white supremacist problem. So obviously you require an intervention from a loony tune. Here's the loony. Oh boy, white cis women, we need to talk. Take a deep breath. And let's talk. Some of you just now reacted to me saying cis. That defensiveness comes from white supremacy culture. It's okay to be all up in your feelings like that, but it's not okay to use your feelings as an excuse to harm others. We need to pause, allow ourselves to feel our feelings and process through why those were the feelings that we had. Okay, to be honest with you, I was not triggered. I was barely paying attention. So did someone find out what she just said? Because I just don't care anymore. But next, we're going to head to the classroom where a Florida teacher has decided to mock Governor Ron DeSantis' move to eliminate critical race theory material from the classroom by using his students as pawns to push his political agenda. And when you're watching this, you just make sure you notice his T-shirt. Here we go. I'm about to run up on these kids and start banning these books right away. 
Hey, 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 what y'all reading? What y'all reading? Harry Potter? You reading Harry Potter? Oh, witchcraft. Gotta go. Gotta go. Hey, hey, hey. A black, a black boy? No, absolutely not. What you reading? The hate you give? I'm gonna give you something to hate. Hey, what are you reading? What? You know, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. You cannot be reading. Look at what they're reading in here. Look at this. Look at this. Give me the book. Your diction will be lesser now. You will not know these words. These words are atrocious. I shall not read books. I shall not read books. Books are bad. Books are bad. If I read, it's approved by the feds. If I read, it's approved by the feds. I have a few thoughts on this one. Number one, did you see his black Teachers Matter shirt, so you know his intent. Number two, why is he teaching <laughs> teaching, uh, and videotaping his students? Did he get permission from all of the parents of those students that, hey, by the way, you know, I'm one of those teachers who have to be on TikTok to get my something off, and I am going to be taping your child, showing their face for all the world to see. They're going to be a part of this now. Are you okay with that? I doubt he did that. But instead, um, also, who, when he was on camera, who was taping it? Was it one of the students? Because now you're supposed to be teaching students, but instead you're just having them tape you for TikTok purposes. Think about how delusional that is. Anyway, finally, we're going to wrap things up with another video from that same teacher. Oh, gosh. And this, obviously... It has to be for shock value, as black students can be seen walking into a classroom and sitting down only to be fed, like force-fed, by a white girl, while other white girls then bow to the black girls. Now, I'm not sure if this is supposed to be funny or serious, but based on the simple fact that tens of millions of dollars are invested in a month that's dedicated to struggles and accomplishments of only black people, I'm not sure this sends, I don't know, the right tone. As that previous lady had said, me being the white cisgendered woman I am, <sighs> does anyone else see any issue with the video we just showed? Again, the same teacher. And whether it was meant to be funny or meant to be serious, why is this so-called teacher spending so much time videoing his students for TikTok? Why is that happening? But thankfully, that is going to wrap up this segment. But of course, you can be darn sure that there will be plenty more craziness next week. Until then, stay sane. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready.
going to wrap things up now by reintroducing a blast from the past. It's been a whole 13 years since this children's character went off the air. But now Mattel says it's gearing up for a relaunch next year. Oh yeah, that famed purple dinosaur Barney is making a comeback with a new animated series in 2024. According to a press release, the relaunch will feature music-filled adventures centered on love, community, and encouragement. What's the catch? And it's not a moment too soon, (laughs) as I'm sure full episodes will be dedicated to learning about the ever-expanding list of pronouns that Sesame Street has been pushing. (sighs) Really? All right. In 2011, Mattel bought out the rights to Barney, the Barney franchise in a deal that topped $680 million. Last year, a documentary was released showcasing the drama behind the scenes. Take a look at this. It just exploded nationwide. It was a cultural phenomenon. What color is happier than purple? No color. This is Barney, and this is what he sounded like. Barney stands for... Inclusion, acceptance. You should love everyone. We all have Cheryl Leach to thank for that. As her beloved character was heading into the stratosphere, people couldn't accept that this was just a show. And and so let the bashing begin. I don't think you could ever think somebody would go and shoot someone. Barney and Friends premiered in 1992 and proved to be an incredibly popular children's show that ran for 14 seasons on the progressive, I mean, on on PBS Kids. Well, back in my day, I remember distinctly when Barney came out. 1992, pivotal year in my life. Were you born then? Yes, I was born then. (laughs) It was my pivotal years. I watched Barney. I liked Barney. And then I stopped watching Barney because I grew up. But. And then Barney got woke, right? And then. Barney went woke. Now, I have children, and I do not plan to have them watch that Barney or any other Barney, but I will have them watch shows that need to come back, such as Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, They have Daniel Tiger, which is like the cartoon version, so that's good. That's good. We sadly can't bring actual Mr. Rogers back. Same thing as we can't bring the one and only Mr. Andy Griffith back, because I would, I mean, I would, I'd be Matlock, I prefer over the Andy Griffith show if I had to pick one because I grew up on Matlock and who doesn't love a good hot dog and a lawyer? Um, But what about you? You know, when we say bring them back... I don't mean bring them back. What would the the restrictions be? Because you couldn't do it unless... Because they would absolutely take it and wreck it with the all the DEI stuff, and they would make something gay or trans, like the Scooby Doo. They brought Thelma back and made her a lesbian. I guess when I say bring them back, I mean just do reruns. Let's oh, just, I just, see. Just, okay. That's my interpretation. Well, and, uh, and Gilligan's I'm, Island. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. That one is actually still on. I think a lot of cable. You can see TV. it on yeah, some can channels. See yeah. So let's just. Well, I are guess, we talking cartoons here? Oh, or ch- ch- children's programming. I don't know Gilligan. And, okay. Yeah, maybe I don't for know. children. I know maybe my not. children have already watched 
a couple episodes of the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> they don't understand what's going on, but it's black and white and it's all so neat. Bring back more B&W. There you go. Black all and right, white. well, uh, we're gonna wrap things up for Educated this week. I think we've had an, enough. We've learned a couple things. One, two, Remember, three. Remember, we do crazy so you don't have to. This is true. We expose crazy. We're thinking of a new logo. Ooh. Bring it into your comments slogan, in the comment a section. Slogan. Write a new logo. Educated. We do crazy. We expose crazy so you don't have to. Don't, don't you think that's good? The new slogan. Nice tagline for us. <laughs> there you go. See what we get. All right. Well, for Katie and myself, thanks for watching, listening, and supporting the show. And until next week, stay educated, America. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project media app. Copyright 2023.